This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Blue Apron. Go to BlueApron.com slash BadChristian to get $30 off your first order. Today's show is also sponsored by Hubble. Go to HubbleContacts.com to get your first two weeks of contact lenses for free. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Wait till Joey Spenson drops the beat. Come on, you can do better than that. Bring it. Take it it up a notch. (laughs) Oh, shit! (laughs) (laughs) What? Holy smokes. Okay. Bad Christian podcast. My God, Joey. I didn't think you would take it up a notch. You took it up four notches, my friend. He's still going. Look at him. I've never seen a man laying down and relaxing so much. Lounging this much. Beatbox. Good God. If you aren't watching this, get to our feed on YouTube. Get to our feed on Facebook. This is unbelievable. You guys are both probably on the keyed up side because it, uh, you must have been you must have overdosed on Halloween candy. Is all I could figure. Can you hear this noise? This is nerds that I'm about to eat. <laughs> I've eaten so many nerds. I ate so many nerds on Halloween. <laughs> well, here's the thing about nerds that I've realized: it nerds like every other other candy fun size. I always think it's lame, it's stupid, it's not fun size, it's not that good. Like I don't want a tiny square right. of Milky Way. Give me a Milky Way candy bar. But nerds fun size is like perfect. It's perfect. It's like a it mouthful really of nerds. It's, it's just it's like. I don't have to carry the nerds around with me. Like when I, when I buy a big box of nerds, it's like I got to keep up with it and open which which side do I choose? Do yep. I want banana or do I want grape or cherry? Whatever you know. But like with a fun size box, it's just the per like it is the perfect. It actually I is fun size to me. I could hey, not do they, I got do something. They even I'm, make. Do they even make the other two sizes of nerds? Do y'all remember you had the little uh, yes. square? The, yep. the little cube prism yes, deal do. with the two openings. Yes. And then mm-hmm. you actually had the actual plastic nerd. That No, that they do not make that. They haven't the made box. that in 20 years. Like 30 years has been since they gotcha. made those. But yes, yeah. I know exactly on, what you're talking about. And I have some related news on this that might be interesting. First of all, Ooh. I love, candy was is literally my first thing I was ever into. I've been into a lot of things in my life. Candy It's your is, first love. It really is my first love. I could talk about it for hours, but I love nerds because they're essentially like rock candy, if you think about it, but then with the shit. Anyway, nerds are great. But I got a package in the mail the other day, and this is a dead true story. This is a heartwarming story, as a matter of fact. Have I'll see if you can get this right. Is there, Toby, have you heard me talk about candy a lot in my lifetime? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. So much. Especially old candies from my childhood, right? Yep. Can you? I'll give you a couple chances, but can you name a candy from my childhood that I love that you've heard me talk about over the years that they don't make anymore? I won't even say it. Just see if this is true. <laughs> huh. This might be tough for me. I don't know. Do they still make like bottle caps or no, something? something that they don't make? They don't make anymore. That you've um, heard me lament that they don't exist. 
I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank. Would, would it sound familiar to, to talk about? I'll give you a hint. They they made okay. this candy. It was my favorite, and then they wound up coating them. Oh, they were coated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that called? And then the, discontinued. The, the little uh, cylindrical things. That's uh, right. Yeah. What is that called? Shit. I don't remember Starts what they're with called. The T. T. They're, they're tarts. Uh, tiny Sweet tarts? tarts. Tart and tinies. Tart and tinies. There you go. <laughs> I don't know candy as right. well as you, but, but yes, you, you, you can see you've heard those. me talk about that a million times. Okay, yeah, and how disappointed you were. They used to be like more chalky, and then they did some kind of they candy coat, coating. They ended up coating them, and they got they ran them, and the, they just made it worse and worse and worse, and then they discontinued them. Anyway, I got a package right. in the mail the other day from. I just got this package. I looked at it. it had the return address on it. Was is J T Woodruff from Hawthorne Heights? It's an envelope. I open yeah. the envelope, and there are four bags of tartan tinies made by the leaf company <laughs> and it says we're back they started making them again jt who apparently has heard me talk about them before which i haven't talked to jt in forever <laughs> and he found them got my address and mailed them to my house can you believe that that guy is amazing <laughs> that's heartwarming to me like I feel, I feel known i feel loved i feel spoken to like he remembered wow. found that saw them got them and did the step of mailing them that is a Do good guy. Do you want guy. Bridget to learn from him? Do I don't care. That is amazing. I don't care. I have JT now. I mean, that's it. I mean, I don't, I'm happy. I don't <laughs> if you haven't listened to Hawthorne life. Heights in a while, you need to listen to Hawthorne Heights. Free ads here. That is yeah. amazing. JT's always been a good friend of ours. We've been friends with the Hawthorne Heights guys forever, but that is wild. I mean, that's a that real he, he good He saw that thing. and was like, I got to send these to Matt. That's right. So I've had it. Wait, now, are they just as good? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't tell. I can't verify if they're exactly the same recipe or not, but it's really close, and I can't tell if my memory's off. So I'm going to reserve skepticism to say that the recipe's changed, but it's very close, and they were wonderful, and I appreciate them, and now I think I can order my own and get some more. So whenever I'm eating sugar, which I haven't been eating any sugar or carbs for a long time, I saved. it was super hard because he sent them to me. I put them in the cabinet, so I'm yeah. going to wait Halloween to eat these, and of course I did. And I, I, I did Halloween for, I celebrated Halloween for, you know, three days. But it is... It's always been my favorite holiday, but I ate candy for three days, and I'm going to go back to not eating sugar anymore. But I consumed everything I wanted, and a lot of tart and tinies and a lot of nerds were on my list. Toby, what about you, man? Well, here's the problem with me. So our kids went, and we trick-or-treated, and it was fun. And we can talk about that, too, just trick-or-treating in your neighborhood or not or whatever. And is it? I'll get to that in a minute. I had a lot of thoughts about Halloween, but I cannot stop going to the cabinet where we are keeping the the candy <laughs> like where the candy is like after every meal i go and get at least one or two pieces and we're doing this podcast right now and i've had like several pieces i have i have a handful of candy i was like well i gotta have candy gotta have candy you know like it's like the jerry seinfeld they gotta get the candy get the candy have the candy do the candy get the candy like i really do feel that way like i cannot stop and it's frustrating to me because matt loves candy more than me but I'm way bigger than him. It's really frustrating. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm almost. I feel like sometimes I'm twice your size as a human, <laughs> and it's frustrating because like you can get candy and it's great. <laughs> I get candy and it's like a fight. I gotta stop myself from eating it. Like, you, like there. You, when did you get the candy? When did you get those tiny tots or, or uh, tart and tiny? About a week uh, and a half ago. Two, and you were two able weeks, yeah. to mm-hmm. not eat them. Until Halloween, it was hard. I couldn't have done that. Like it was I hard. actually don't know if I could have done that. I would have said I would have told myself, "Well, just eat one, no, that or really two, or one sugar. pack, or whatever, like that." Like I like, there's nothing there, and so like I wonder when there's candy around. You like Matt would does love candy more than me, 
But I believe I eat more candy than you. Well, that's a different so, thing. Does that mean but I yes, love? But th- yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. So do I? Maybe do I love it more than you? I just not as verbal or what? Like I, I just I've really been struggling lately because like today I had a burrito at lunch. What, are you suggesting and, that whoever binges the most uncontrollably on something is the person that must love it the most? That comes from a place of maybe? love. Maybe <laughs> is that is that what you're trying to say? That a sex well, addict well, loves, here's the just thing. happens to I, love sex more than other people, and alcoholics just think beer I, tastes better and they just love it. Well, here's what I'm saying. If it if it did if there wasn't a bad consequence, then you would think they loved it the most, no, right? Like no, like for example, dis- you don't. Was oh, just, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. You never in your life have said, "Oh my God, that guy reads all the time." Holy shit! <laughs> Good point. He reads nonstop. You go, well, gosh, that guy's that's awesome. He just reads all the time. That's so yep. cool. Like, there's no bad consequence from reading. Mm-hmm. But candy or sex or alcohol, fuck that person. They are addicted. <laughs> They're sad. We got to help them. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, right now, I mean, mine shows. I eat candy and it shows on my waist. It's, uh, it's awful. Well, that's it's really how you define disorder, though. The, actually, I mean, that's that's the way you define disorder is that you no, but, continue but what I'm the behavior is, despite the negative, unwanted no, consequences. But, but hold on one second. Here's what I don't understand is if you love candy more than me, then, which I believe, it seems like you would eat more than me, but you actually physically does, don't no, or can't. Does, does the clingy and physically can set can aside the passion and desire. He can set aside passion and no, desire. I think listen Matt to this. may be AI. Listen, does a clingy boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse who can't let their spouse out of their sight love them more? Then you love your wife. Is that really the issue there? No, I mean, that's don't a good use point. you and your wife. That's, that's a, good a bad point. example. But does the clingy, clingiest person of all that can't possibly be away from the other person? Is it love? No, it's disorder. That's not Elon. Yeah. Yes, but Elon Musk can't stop looking for clean energy and fixing our <laughs> batteries and all this stuff, and he's amazing. Yeah, Toby loves fucking candy. But there's, it, it's, <laughs> a, it's all about the consequences. That's what I love. I got screwed. I got screwed in the things you love. I would kill to trade candy or eating or alcohol for a thirst or for sex knowledge or anything for reading. <laughs> Toby, it actually sounds. It actually sounds like yes, you just. It actually sounds like you you have sex with candy. How you said that? <laughs> I would if I could. It's unbelievable because I like it that much. That's what I'm saying. It, it here's why I don't like what Matt's saying is that it implies that I can't. I don't love it that much. Like I, I it's just it's just it's a part of something I can't stop. It's a different issue than the candy. I'm telling you, I love chocolate. I love Smarties. I love Reese's. I love Tootsie Roll Pops. I love it all. I love it. The way it tastes. I love eating it. It's so amazing. uh But you can't physically do as much as me. (laughs) No. Matt, I don't know if you've heard this story or not, but uh, our, our, our friend Ben Huntington is listening to this podcast right now, and he is thinking to himself... Are they going to bring up the infamous story of yep. him going to bed and saying, "Hey guys, uh, my girlfriend dropped off some uh, homemade fudge. Uh, uh, anybody can have some if you want." He wakes up the next morning and it is all gone. No, and he asks not all. Us, there's three. Like, there's like three fudges left. He's just like, "Hey, uh, who who ate all?" I was like, "I think I tried it. Yeah, you know, I had a couple pieces." Derek's like, "Yeah, I had one." Toby's like. Ah. I it was all in my teeth. I thought you said it was up for grabs. I thought you said it was up for grabs, man. <laughs> I heard my friend Ben say, oh, this fudge is up for grabs. That means there's a limit? 
<laughs> Is that what that means? That's what I'm saying. Like, like you're telling me that when when there's unlimited candy in my in my cabinets, that there's also a limit. So that, that's what I don't understand. Like, I love it. And is there is there a limit to your love for your family? Like is that I mean like nobody thinks oh my god he loves his family too much. Nobody thinks that, Matt. But with candy, it's a, it's bad. It's, uh-oh, this guy's in trouble. With with alcohol, with sex, with any of this other stuff, that person, oh my lord. But that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. It's really frustrating. Like I I would love to not, to have a limit, but it's just so fun. Like I just I I mean the today I've had at least ten pieces of candy, at least ten, and that's not that much because it's all fun size or whatever. And, and I justify it by going, well, it's probably like two candy bars total, or something, like full size or whatever. I justify it in my mind, but I mean, I have to shut myself off from my love of candy because it's going to kill me, maybe or something well, like that. You now, are a man of passion. I'd like to. I just I can't <laughs> help it. it, it it's going to kill me one day. I mean, who knows? But it's fun living this way. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe <laughs> it's fun. Maybe right? everybody else go. has it wrong. That's right. Like, would you rather die eating candy or what? Uh, colon cancer. You are the person <laughs> Which that one? I genuinely believe will hit some age limit and go fuck it. It's on. Like you, everybody makes that joke. I think you have totally. a possibility of actually engaging turbo mode when you hit, let's say, age seventy five, whatever you want to name. I think it is possible. Yeah. I, I've already decided. I'll 77. Back you if, you I, if, I, if I make it to 77, there is nothing I won't eat, drink, Meth, consume, I mean what? Or it, steal or try to figure out what if or I have get sex mine. with anything. Just it's all. Oh, it's all Toby, Toby, you're almost two years older than me, so I'm gonna say 75 for me so we can enjoy yeah, life together. Yeah, I'm with well. you. Hey, Joey, how about this? If we if I'm set on, on your let's see, your birthday comes in August, so you'll turn 70, and then I'll say so on my birthday, when I turn 77. If everybody's still alive and everything, we immediately divorce our wives. We go. We immediately <laughs> go. We be have dead. sex. Does that be better? I don't know. No, I don't even. Care. I don't want them. It I would make us look die. No, I don't uh, want my wife to die. I just want her to divorce. I would rather my wife die. <laughs> I don't want her to be dead. You don't want her to die. You just don't want her to be your wife no, anymore. Yeah, I just don't want her to live with me or tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm and opposite so, on that one. But go ahead. So, Joey, we will immediately go have sex with anybody. I'm talking any. <laughs> Anybody, there isn't a any person <laughs> off limits. Hey, you Zero. are forgetting something. Any You're drug, forgetting something. any food, anything. Gambling. We're seventy-seven. Any, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so Who's you have, have, you have your own limitations. So go to. So you have to go to a nursing home to accomplish this. I'm. I'm presuming. No, trust me. I mean, we'll have bionic bodies by the end. That's true. <laughs> It'll be unbelievable. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to tell you about Blue Apron here in the show today, and then we'll keep on with what we were talking about. Now, Blue Apron, by the way, has been our sponsor for a really long time, and I found out they're going to keep being a sponsor for a while in the future, too, which means you guys like it. And, you, you, of course, we know we like it because we've been eating Blue Apron and telling you about it for so long. But thank you to you guys for supporting the sponsors. I'm not going to give you a bunch of personal stories. I'm going to tell you facts about Blue Apron just in case you're still on the fence or haven't tried it yet. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients 
and building a community of home chefs. Sounds good, right? I'll tell you some more. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S. The beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals. The produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. This is all good stuff, people. Because Blue Apron ships the exact amount that you need for each recipe, they're reducing food waste as well. So you get it. This company cares about stuff that is good. Their food is good, and we all like it. Um, There's some great stuff coming up. I mean, seared chicken and roasted fall vegetables with caper butter pan sauce. I mean, they've got 30-minute meals of shrimp and pesto fettuccine with spinach, uh, sweet pepper chicken with bok choy and rice. The stuff is good. And remember all that stuff I told you about uh, what makes it great, which is the stuff they care about a lot and their goals. It's a good company. And you can check out this week's menu and get $30 off your first order with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badchristian. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash badchristian. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, all right, let me tell you my other thing about Halloween. We're walking down the streets. Did y'all go down your street and trick-or-treat, or did y'all go to a oh, neighborhood? Dude, we, we live in the- a perfect neighborhood now. We, uh, you know, we just out walk here, out our door. I don't know where it is nationally, but hold in on, our- Matt. Don't, hold on, Matt. Did you just hear what Joey said? No, <laughs> he actually does live in a perfect, in a perfect neighborhood. neighborhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we we joke around like we we've always joked. He's got a mansion. He's always Joey just with his own words said, uh, "Man, I live in a perfect neighborhood <laughs> now." <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Matt. What's your I was going to say, we don't, uh, out here, I don't know if it's just Seattle or whatever, but it's almost all this very, what I've, and, you know, it's a very sterilized thing, this Halloween, between Ugh. the costumes Ugh. and the, all that other stuff. But the thing is, you just go to a downtown of, a, of Magnolia, like a little village, a downtown area in a certain neighborhood, and all the businesses open up, and they open the streets, and the kids go to all the businesses, and they have, you know. It's good. I mean, it's good and it's safe, but it's very sterilized. You didn't even get and to go to houses. You, Nobody no, goes to you don't houses. Really do houses that much? And and all the candy, of course. That the worst part about Halloween over the years is you used to mm. get random candies. Like who knows what you were going to get, and you'd have this giant. Store. Right but now, it's literally you can name what's like. I can name fifteen yep. things, and that's all anybody got. And it's the standard yep, things true. that you sell at Target. You're so exactly whatever. right. Everybody buys in bulk because they know or whatever. And so, especially when you go to a store or something like that. That's what I was thinking. I was walking down the street of our neighborhood, and our neighborhood is really great, too. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, this isn't going to last, is it? Like, like it, it feels like it's going away. It's not yet, and people think it's kind of fun still. But the idea that... Like, I wonder if my kid, like my grandkids, are they going to go trick-or-treating? I don't know if they will. It does feel like it's getting more and more sterile. Like, well, it's just this thing where you buy, everybody buys the same candy and gives it out. Uh, Is it really worth it? Uh, I mean, half the time, a lot of the houses just close the, uh, you know, turn off the Mm -hmm. porch light and hide or whatever. Yeah, yeah, how about uh, this? A bucket just sitting outside. How about this for sterilization and comment on our culture? Georgia sings to me. Uh, she's been at school, whatever. She's and, and she starts singing the old the old tune. She says, "Trick or treat, smell my feet." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. They still got you. Still know you. You know that song. I didn't teach it to her. She knows. She picked up at school." Georgia says, "Trick or treat, smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. If you don't, I don't care. Then what?" I'll pull down your underwear. No, my friend. She says, "I'll do a dance in my underwear." You're in, kidding. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you're not going to do an assault. We don't need assault in that language. 
And so, <laughs> I, I tried Stan, to tell her, no, it's, do I'll pull down your underwear. Your She's, no, no, no. Yep, that's right. What are you going to do? Pull the old lady's skirt down and rip her underwear down? How how savage is that? I mean, our culture is yeah. moving. You know. So, it's that, even that. But I think that brings up the other point, though. If you had to change that lyric because you thought that was violence or assault to pull down somebody's underwear, as if there's any possibility that that would be something that anybody would ever act upon in any way and that kids don't know that that's a joke that they think is hilarious because it's obviously facetious, which I assure you kids know. But even if you thought that there were teenagers or adults or anybody out there that would take that message seriously and because of that song, pull down another human's underwear, you change the song to, I'll do a dance in my underwear. And I might suggest that would still be pretty, pretty weird. Like, that'd still at least be sexual harassment. Like, somebody does something you don't like, and your revenge of them is take all your clothes off except for your underwear and do a strip dance for them. Like, (laughs) clearly that would still be sexual harassment at least. So you didn't really clean it up very, very much if you were thinking about people taking it literally, which obviously nobody has ever done. It's never happened. You would seen it on the news. You know, 57-year-old lady named Florence de-pantsed on her front lawn for running out of Smarties. Not, it's never happened once. Why do we have to change that lyric? I agree. It, it's Everybody's scared. You have to, it's, it, that's what, I'm, you're right. It, it's becoming a very just clean, no ideas, nothing society. Everything's the same. And that's it. You, you get the same candy, same costumes. That's what it is. And, and eventually it just won't be fun. And that's when, that actually is Especially where the real with the costumes, when you can't happen. wear any costumes. Now, here's the thing. Right. I heard all the rules about the, the costumes. Same costumes. Well, I heard all the rules. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do this. And let me tell you what. I saw a shitload of fucking racist kids out there. Horrible, horrible oh, racist. Yeah. I saw so many of those kids. Sons and I was, in, I, I was very, very upset at how many racist children I saw. But there was a lot. A lot. It's a big problem. <laughs> It's huge. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. I mean, hey. and I, they deserve no mercy. Oh my God, no! All the things they were bastards. dressed up at was was horrific. Little sick bastards. Right. But I mean, is it? That's what I'm saying though. Is is that going away? Is it? A, I mean, it, I don't even know if I necessarily care. Like, ca- like getting candy for me when I was a kid was really important. I know it is for my kids. Like they think it's awesome. They really do. Like our three kids were just like, man, this is so cool. And we kept trying to make them say thank you. And then I was like, I just feel stupid trying to make them say thank you. They're just here trying to get the candy. And they have to say thank you every single time. And we're really pushing it. But I was like, maybe we shouldn't. Is it that? I mean, they just, it is, all they can think about is the candy. And we've set them up for this whole thing. And now they have to be super polite. But it, I mean, it doesn't, they don't even mean it. Even if they say it, they don't mean it. And it just felt like this whole thing. And so I saw all these other people and it just didn't even feel that great like i i wanted it to be like oh i'm in my neighborhood i'm meeting people there's community and it just felt like a thing that we all were doing that doesn't necessarily even exist anymore i know that sounds weird well and again sad, it's called trick it or treating feel like it mattered like in seattle you don't even do it like you go yeah. to a, some business and yeah. they give you some candy so what so you buy a latte there or something right. i don't get know. a business that, card that out from real estate it. place but i mean it's called trick or treat by the way it was i mean the whole idea implies Give me something or I'm going to do something bad to you. That's that's the name of the right. activity. I mean, of course, we're I'm not <laughs> I don't even know. Was there a time previously where it was even like that? Or I mean, think about all the stuff when we were kids that w- contained violence. Like it you know, the idea of I'm gonna blow up the school or draw a bazooka or like it wasn't like I don't do I I'm kind of lost on that. Like, did we not all obviously all know that that was clowning around? 
Do you know what I mean? We had to st- sterilize all that stuff. You can't speak of violence. I agree. You can't joke well, about, it, it, you know, like that doesn't. Well, well, here's the thing that bothers me about it is pranks. everything about the everything about the universe for a human is dangerous. Right. But that's we, I think that's how. Just, uh, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I'm fired up. On that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, isn't it okay that things are dangerous? Like that that doesn't necessarily mean. That it's just pure evil or awful or we got to put it into it. I agree. I want to keep my kids safe. I want to keep people safe. I want people to stay alive and all that stuff. But, like, I can't believe we're so shocked and appalled by danger. That just should be the norm. It's, it, there's A little bit of that is, like, I can remember when I was in high school, and this is way back in the early 90s, and somebody called in a bomb threat. From uh, across the street at Community Cash, right? Mm-hmm. And we all they they all got everybody out until they swept the whole building. They didn't even send us home. They they you know there was a supposedly a bomb in the building, and it was just uh, ended up being a student that was pissed off about something or whatever. And I was like, man, this is wild and so cool and crazy, and that you can do this, and nobody really thinks it and all this stuff. And and of course now after terrorism and bombs and all this stuff, School I get shootings, it. Yeah. We're more sensitive and all that stuff, but like the, the idea of like. Everything has to be taken away that is not deemed unsafe just feels so bland and uninteresting. And what you're going to see from that, that bland stuff, like taking, like the idea that we lose Halloween and it's just not interesting or fun anymore means that something on the, else will happen that is actually subversive. Yes. Like, like church has been super scared that Halloween's the evil right. thing and it's really bad. No, the, if you take that stuff away, the simple, easy things that are supposedly scary but not, something really bad scary is going to happen. I completely agree. And if you, I mean, I'm joking around about some of this stuff, but I, that is genuinely true that there are, being a kid, raising children, the whole point of almost everything is to practice for the world, which is hard and dangerous and scary and offensive, it's, that yep. is the point of childhood is that you play games about things like violence or trick-or-treat or yep. whatever. You, you're playing around with the idea that there is danger and learning how to navigate it. It's, it's, it's the whole thing. I mean, you have bad dreams about monsters. That's probably rel- largely figurative, but it, it's something you have to learn to deal with, not avoid until... What? I mean, if you had some solution where we could make society perfect, good, fine. But since we're not close to that, children need to be playing is how you prepare. Like, that's how you prepare. I agree. They they just need more danger. Like, I think it's just insane (laughs) to try to overprotect your kids. It's insane. I mean, just uh, have y'all seen the uh, have y'all seen the warnings about people passing out marijuana laced candy and which i think is just hilarious because who is going to give up their edibles of course who's gonna give those that's That's what they said when i was a kid they said there were these stickers with lsd on them so you would take (laughs) lsd or acid if you lick the sticker it would have acid on it and and it was this crazy wild thing And, and now in retrospect you're exactly right joey who would waste their drugs on giving it to a kid? The drug like, dealers I mean, to get a like, hook so they I'm, come back. It's nonsense, but that's what they would say. I know. When you're eight years old, you, you don't all of a sudden have a shitload of money spending on LSD. That's not <laughs> that's not your demographic. That's but not I will the say crew this, that you need. I, well, let me ask y'all this, though. If your kid did get something hand-wrapped in their bag, like a cookie or something, would you let them eat it? I I would chunk That it. is so funny you said that. There was a weird wrapper on a... It was like an eyeball Reese's cup, and I just... I ate it instead. I was like, I'm not giving my kids it. I was going to throw it away, and I was like, well, I'll eat it, because I believe it's not 
bad, but I was like, I'm not giving them this. So I took any ones of those I found. It was like a tinfoil wrapper. I was like, ah, oh, there could be a day. And I was like, I'm so stupid right now. Like somebody would take the time to put a sir- fill a syringe with an evil drug or bad, you know, whatever it is, and uh, kill a kid through that or something kill like that. Like you couldn't be found. Like you couldn't, you know. We knew exactly the houses we went to. Like all of that. Stuff, like you know, nobody's. What? Yeah, there's no mo for that. There's no motive. There's no people. Out, there's not pedophiles have something they they like or are trying to get. Serial killers do. Right. Terrorists do. You know, th- there's no people that just say I like to. Sleep in peace, knowing that I think there's children been harmed out there that I don't even get to see and know about. I mean, that, that's not one hundred percent. That didn't yeah. describe anybody. Matt, you said this though. Uh, it's been a, several episodes back, but like, how uh, how often do you even get the Amber Alerts on your phone? And when you do, it's always like the dad. The dad I took know. the kid because he's mad at yeah. the mom, or the mom Look, took. The, it, I, it's like almost always that. Like I think almost like ninety five percent or ninety nine percent that. That's well, like, my I don't, point I don't think I've ever is, seen one where it was a stranger took somebody. Right. Well, my point on that is just that you think about the amount of times you've worried about your kid being kidnapped. It doesn't happen. And I'm sorry to say that. I'm not saying don't right. worry about it. Don't protect your kid. But it doesn't happen. I mean, I, once a, once every three months, I get an Amber Alert. And even when that happens again, yes, it's some it's not it's not some guy in some creepy van by the playground because you haven't seen your kid in nine seconds. That's right. not that's not how that happens. If 100%. so, there would be a whole lot of Amber Alerts. You can leave your Constantly. car running when you pump gas, by the way. When's the last time you saw the story of, uh, you know, Ethel Stevenson died tragically when she left her car running in flames at a gas station? Trust me, you would hear the story. It ain't never happened. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it. Oh, you- I know. <laughs> and, but here's the point, too. But first, let me say this to everybody. All right, folks, um, I'm here to tell you about old Hubble Contacts, and here is why. Uh, this is probably about three or four years ago. I, my contacts scratched my eye so badly that I was on tour, and I couldn't even see, and I had forgotten my, my backup pair of glasses, so I would have to go on stage for about three or four days with just one contact in, so one eye I could see perfectly, the other eye is almost legally blind. I'm like negative eight, five, almost nine, or something like that, and it was horrible, and the reason why is because I wore my contacts too long, and I know, I know, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to, but it's so expensive, and I was like, I'm just going to make this work just a few more days, and sure enough, it messed my eye up terribly so that's why i'm here to tell you about hubble are you tired of also overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses and do you overwear your contact lenses to save money ding 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 that's me what if i told you that you can get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for less 60 contacts for 30 dollars? do the math that's one dollar a day this is half the price of the other brands. So go to HubbleContacts.com and get your first two weeks free. Quality daily lenses for half the price of the other guys. Contacts are expensive. But because, and here's the reason why, four companies control 97% of the market. That's until now. Hubble sells directly to you so that they can offer contacts for half the of the price. They send you to an optometrist if you don't have a prescription today, and getting contacts has never been more convenient 
and affordable. No more overpaying or overwearing, and they've been featured in Vogue, GQ, TechCrunch, Mashable, everywhere. These folks are legit. Hubble is awesome. So go to Hubble Contacts, that's H-U-B-B-L-E, HubbleContacts.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for free. You really can't beat this deal. Hubble is offering our listeners two weeks of free contacts. So go to HubbleContacts.com to get 2020 vision for half the price. H-U-B-B-L-E Contacts.com. If we just live in that fear and make everything just generic and bland, then I do believe something really bad will happen. Because like the idea of getting to play war when you're a kid or dress up when you're a kid or thinking crazy thoughts or whatever, like that actually levels you out a little bit because you like you said matt you actually learn and figure out like well you know i don't really want to cause a war i don't really want to shoot somebody or anything but when everything's so bland i think it actually leads to well people want to try something and feel something and do something and it'll it'll, it'll really get dangerous i really remember the same way with the church that's that's what happens within the church the church do you see kids wrestling clean anymore no they're not even hardly allowed to wrestle and fight it's important that kids wrestle with each other and fight until one of them takes it too far, smacks somebody in the face, somebody cries, and you go, whoa, that just got real. Do you want your kids to yep. know about that or to not know about it? That is, that's right. fine. That's pl- I mean, that's how, it's, that's how you learn what's limits, edges, how to negotiate stuff. I mean, that's how that works. Not don't let Timmy ever wrestle. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. That the idea, and this is what ends up happening Honestly, and this is what I was going to with the church and how things are bland. Like the, That's what I think men, like why, why I started True Man Events and stuff, and why we are doing this podcast and why we talk uh, often negatively about the church system is that's what it's trying to present, that God is clean and safe and not dangerous and a savior and he will keep you away from all the bad stuff and that everything will be okay if and you that do it is right. so actually right and that's so uninteresting uh-huh. and that's why everybody hides their shit and doesn't tell anybody anything because we aren't really like that yep. we are a little bit crazy and do stuff that's wild and so if we kind of acknowledge that a little bit more maybe we wouldn't be pushed it. like i really believe pastors oftentimes because they have to live a bland safe clean, clear life is half the reason or more why they end up doing bad shit, why they end up cheating on their spouse or uh, abusing a drug mm-hmm. or doing something bad or you know being addicted to power or whatever it might be. Because it, when you live in this bland lifestyle that's supposedly safe and all the responsibility goes on yeah. this uh, invisible guy in the sky and none of it's on you necessarily, then it ends up causing you and leading you to try something or feel something or it not being real. And so if we don't actually get to experience anything and show a little bit of the weirdness or craziness that is human, like, is, is that what we're saying? Like an actual, the best human in the world doesn't ever fight or say a bad word or do anything negative and always helps and always like, is that, is that who anybody actually is? Of course not. I mean, it's it's I mean, it's, that it's even absurd. It's offensive. Normal. It's dis it's disrespectful. It's just nonsense. I mean, open yourself up to all kind of all kind of. I mean, it's like it's all it's like as if the whole thing about God is his primary concern is your pers- personal performance and morality. Like even that. Like I, I, I'm not here to defend immoral behavior or brag about it or anything. But this that notion is absurd. Like. It's if you get it right, then it's all going to be safe. That's not that's goofy. That's just a goofy 
way to to think about anything. I mean, if I go back to the playground thing, you know, I don't I don't intervene in my kids on the playground. Like I other parents do, I understand. Like if if but if some other kid is is doing something and to George on the playground, I just let them sort it out way past the point where the other parent would be comfortable with, of course. But that's that's practice. That's good. And the church does, of course, the same thing. It's like, hey, brother, I need to intervene, coach you up, make sure you don't make this mistake, make sure this, as long as you stay safe, and this is why, and here's will be the outcome. It's treating people like kids. I mean, it's, it's disrespectful. Oh, totally. It's not freedom, and it's not anything. And, it, and, and and the real danger, and the real danger I see that we have, and this, this goes for us three, too. Like, I'm talking about me as well. It is so easy that all the bad stuff is external and I am the victim yes, of it. Yes, that's right. Like that, 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 I really can't tell myself that. that and, and I see that. The, I, I'm going to get in trouble, but I really <laughs> see that. And when when pastors fall, like uh, we might as well talk about it. Okay, take, for example, uh, Perry Noble. Like we, we've had him on the podcast and then right after the podcast, on, the, on our podcast, I asked him, what's he struggling with? We're asking the cheesy question and he didn't even say anything. And then literally weeks later, he says he struggled with alcohol and uh, for a long time. And now he just came out. There's a, a new article out that he did exclusively on one of these Christian sites where he's, it's the worst thing that's ever happened. But he's getting divorced and it's really bad. And, all, and, and I'm just like, wait a minute, but that stuff is on Perry Noble. Like he's talking like, uh, like uh, he was molested when he was a kid. That is awful and horrible and terrible. Feel super bad about that. I, I, I can't even imagine what it's like to be molested or what it's like to live like that. He also is uh, struggles with alcohol abuse. I don't know if, if that's ongoing or he's been healed from that. And now his marriage is falling apart. All these bad things, but all these things have been there for a long time. Like that's been inside of him, affecting him, doing all this stuff, and now it comes out, and so now he's saying these things, and everything sounds almost external in his in his comments and stuff like that, and it makes me really sad because I'm like, shit, some really fucked up things happen to this guy, and some of it is his responsibility, and I don't, I don't even know where to go with him. Like it, it just sucks. Like it, it now it's a such a crazy situation. Now his wife and him are getting divorced. They have a little girl. All this crazy shit, and I'm just left to go. Shit, we. I mean, as Christians, this is normal. This guy's oh, yeah. the normal thing, and we can't even get there. We can't even get to his normal without it being this terrible bad thing that's happened to our Christian brother, and it's so bad, and we need to redeem him, and he needs to get back up and preach again, and we need to encourage it. Like, wait a minute. Life is fucked up. Let's let's stay in that for a minute. Let's experience it. Let's be present in that for a little bit. and not. I mean, otherwise, it's just this thing that happened to you, and move on. And then right. that's why how we got here. And I, I'm not I'm, I'm not picking on Perry Noble here because I feel I actually feel really bad. This is what really sucks. I feel really bad for that guy. I did His life that. is totally falling apart, and it sucks. And I really do believe he's an amazing preacher. I think Mark Driscoll is an amazing preacher. I think uh, Stephen Furtick is an amazing preacher. But there are some really crazy, wild things that has gone on in their life. And we can't even stay there. We have to move on because God's good and he's going to heal us and he's going to make us stronger. And now he's not done with me yet. Wait a minute. Of course he's not. Let's just stay on. Don't, don't, not done with you yet. Don't move on to the next thing. Let's stay here for a minute. 
Some really crazy things happened that you caused and were caused to you. Let's be there in a minute because, man, I feel bad for you. Do, do, I want to I I be able to man. mourn for Perry Noble. I want to be able to feel bad for him and sad and be there in a, in a moment like as a human. And I don't even know if we get to do that. Okay, so I are mean, we in the territory now? Which is, this is interesting. You, are we in the territory of saying that the victimhood thing, or I'll I tell you what, uh, obviously such a thing exists as the victim card or victim culture like people know what i'm talking sure. about like you you get to do more if by how much victim you are whatever that is i wonder what that i wonder if there's a more nuanced way to look at that versus that's just some tactic or power oh, kevin spacey would fall into that category right like uh yeah something bad got problems but then announce yourself as you're gay you're in a victim class you're an oppressed person and that should get you out of trouble for the thing that you are or something that happened to you or he was drunk i mean it's excuses in a way but what an excuse being a victim is now i is there a way to really sit at what you brought up to me and just saying that i think i understand what you're feeling is is there a way to acknowledge and really mourn that victimhood that also doesn't you don't gain from it like that's a little that's a little salty of a thing to to I know it's unintentional sometimes and so and also sometimes it's intentional but it, that doesn't seem like the best path forward to make your victim status be the launching pad for your future gains really like there's something weird there right I I agree and also but that doesn't diminish it, the victim part right. like oh my gosh like, no we're exactly. more tuned in ever that some people can be victims good there's more we people like me used to not understand victimhood at all now I kind of do but now that people are cluing into that people are kind of abusing that a little bit it's a little scary that's what really bothers me right now about here here's a a real thing that I see that could be uh, very detrimental to ladies. So many people are coming out now and all at once to say, well, this guy did this or this guy did this, like the Harvey Weinstein and stuff like that, that un inevitably there's going to be so much of a flood of, well, this guy did this, this guy did this, that's going to dilute it and make the people that are real victims of real crime, real molestation, real rape, it's going to dilute it to where everybody's not going to care. And that's what's, that's the thing that I hate the most is that you're right, Matt, and that's what I'm saying. There's a real victim. Perry Noble is a victim. There there are things that have happened. Yeah. To every single person on earth is a victim of something. Yep. So, but but you're right. Like when we start turning victimhood into uh we mobilize it and we weaponize it and we make it this thing that oh, well, when I when I say this, it shuts this person down or mm -hmm. cuz I mean, like mo most of the time somebody like I mean, who knows? Okay, if this stuff about Kevin Spacey comes out to be true, and he's a you know a real bad guy and does all this stuff, what my first thoughts these days are: what happened to him? Why right. did he do that? That's right. Like, is he yeah. is he just pure evil, or did something bad happen to him? Why did he do this? Why you know, Joey, you've said this before. What is it like? Uh, hurt people, hurt people, or something? I, I know right. I've heard that a million times, but I mean that's really true. And so we don't. The my big fear is we don't get anywhere. We don't actually help women that have been assaulted. We just shut down assholes. It, that, yeah, and if that, that doesn't if hurt, hurt people, that hurt doesn't people. Help. If hurt people, hurt people is true, and I'm, I'm almost positive it very much is so, then that means that every time that there is a victim and you, I mean, then, you, you know, like that person's also a victim. The pe person, the perpetrator is probably also a victim. I mean, that's that's a weird thing, like, but you don't want that to be true. You want that to be somebody who's the only explanation is bad guy, evil. 
Like that's easier. Right. So for instance, I saw yesterday right. they released all these files on Bin Laden. And it was like, it made me feel really uncomfortable personally because it showed all the stuff that he had and was into and stuff. And it's just real normal stuff, like TV shows you would like, some kids shows. Just It wasn't anything weird. It was like his consumption of media was like really similar to yours or something. It was just like, oh, he liked that show too. I mean... I was like, oh, like he's in a cave hiding, watching shows that right. we, me and me and Osama both like. <laughs> like that's not what I thought he wa- wanted him to be. That I is kind of disturbing. My, it, I mean, usually, I, I don't disturbing. have it in front of me. Somebody could probably pull it up, yeah. but it was disturbing stuff because it was so normal. Like Osama bin Laden is normal, except for what you know, except for that one thing. <laughs> you know, like he's a. It, that's hard for him to be. You don't want to be a human. You don't want a. a predator to be a human so, but it's eat, right. it, i don't know it's well, well one thing that weirds me out and this is this is where the real danger is for example let's just stick with pastors after something comes out negative about them is the time that they transition into victimhood or like oh my mm-hmm. gosh man I, I i you know i use drugs to so that i could deal with all the pressure right but i mean uh, wait a minute you it, it, you're saying that the pressure was bad, and so you you were weak to the pressure, and it was really against you and bad. But I mean, all that stuff is self created in a way too, and so yeah, exactly, my, it's self created. My, my my big point is like we are such a hidden. Going back to this whole thing, like it, we try to live such a good, godly life or a clean, safe life that every under the surface of every single person you know, when you walk into church this Sunday, when you walk into the grocery store, everybody has some nasty shit in their life or nasty thoughts or some things that they fucked up on or done terribly bad, including us right here. And I like we have to be more free to say that stuff and be humans and show all of that stuff or else it's it's going to only get worse and worse and worse. I mean, it, with it, specifically for politics and for the church, that is what I keep seeing. Like everything's hidden until it comes out and then uh-oh, try to, you know, uh fix it, hide it, correct it, say the right thing, go to uh uh, rehab, you know that. That's what it's like. Everybody says, "Uh oh, my my Twitter was hacked." Whatever. No, that's the person. That's them. That doesn't. That does not mean that their entire life is bad or that they're horrible. Like Osama bin Laden did some really awful, fucked up shit. Now, there's some other stuff that, you, that just like you just said. It was like, wait a minute, he's a lot like me. Yeah, that, he, that guy's. Probably, oh yeah, yeah, he's a human. There's probably people that he loved, and, right? Cared for deeply. <laughs> yes. Right? Sure. I mean, yes. I mean, and I mean, we were all just cheering that he was murdered and killed. And, I mean, and, ba- and, bad people. And maybe deservedly so. Deservedly so. How do bad y'all person think we is a weird it. thing. Like, I, I almost reject the notion of bad people or, 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 I guess, bad or good people. I mean, it's good people do bad things. They just, of course they do. Right. Like, what, like, when, since when does it make sense that somebody does something bad and a defense for that is, but he's a good person? That, uh, who cares? I, what, what is that? There is no such thing as good or bad person. Right. There just are the I things agree. you do, and some of them are good, and some of them are bad. And there might be more bad than good. And if you want to say, if fifty-one percent of things you do bad, we're going to artificially set a taxonomic bracket there and say that is a bad person because they've done fifty-one. I mean, right. how? What are we even talking? Those terms mean nothing. And you, it's like it, you should be like a. I mean, you should be able to move on like a quarterback with a short memory. I mean, you throw interception, you move See, on. I don't know. I, guess, I don't know if you, this you is, aren't. I don't. You aren't the totality. I don't know if this is I don't right or not, but it 
I don't know if this is right or not, but it does seem like intention is a is a big deal. I, you know, we we call ourselves bad Christian because we say all Christians are bad, but honestly, I I'm okay with with like if I'm describing uh, Toby to someone, they're just like, yeah, he he seems like such a prick on the podcast, asshole, blah blah blah. I would nobody's totally ever said say, that. No one. I would totally be like. That. Oh, Toby's a no. Toby's a really good guy. Or, um, hey, I'm wondering if my daughter should date. Blah blah. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy's he's he's a he's a really good guy. I think that someone's intentions can make do them good people ever have bad intentions. Or, yes, and okay. that's that's when that's that's when that's that's a bad thing. But if someone, for the most part, has good intentions, yeah. It's, it's a lot different. Like I think that someone that is constantly Name trying a bad person. to rip old ladies off of money. Okay. All right, so let's say there people that prey on old ladies to take their money because they're not thinking correctly. That's bad intentions. That's just bad. Like that's, well, let's mm-hmm. let's use a real person. Is Hillary or Donald Trump a bad person? Are, are they bad people? Maybe. Like, what would you well, say, why? Joey? What do you think? Like, Hillary Clinton is she bad? Bad or good know. to you? I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I think there's a there's a chance that she's a bad person. There's another way you could define bad and good person as again, fifty percent of people are you know the, if you're on the bad half of people, then you're a bad person. Then is that way it is, or you know? No, I, I mean, I don't well, think there's... no. But here's my here's my point. Most there's a ton, a shitload of people that would say Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump have been great to them. Have been so nice. Have given them tons of opportunity, and those those people wouldn't be lying. That's the reason why we started Bad Christian. That's what Bad Christian is. There is there's not a not a bad Christian. Everybody is like the, like good. the idea of bad. We didn't say that because we're bad and we cuss and drink. Oh man, we're really <laughs> oh we're naughty man. Oh we're goofy. No, we're yeah. normal. Bad Christian is the normal thing. That that it. I mean, if anything has ever been more clear in my life is. The whole point of Christianity is that we all are normal, and we have this thing that we call sin, but you can call it whatever you want. You can call it weakness. You can call it uh, addiction. You can call it the thing that gets you that you wish didn't, whatever you want to call it. And we believe that, that maybe there's a God that didn't want that for us, but for somehow we got here. How, I'm not even going to go into details or theology, but Bad Christian, that's exactly why we started this podcast. That's exactly the name that we picked because... Everybody is that. that that calls himself a Christian ain't good at it. You're a human. If you're a human, you really aren't a good human or a bad human. You're a human trying to figure it out. Now, other people might label you as such. Like we all label Bin Laden or Trump or Hillary as bad or good or whatever we want might want to yeah. be. Is Bin but Laden and Kevin really Spacey down with it, the same? You know, is Harvey Weinstein and and, exactly. and Bin Laden? That's one category. Uh, you know, and then me and you. Some and, people would say uh, that, but that's just that 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 diminishes what actually is humanity. Though. I mean, oh, yeah. how many people did Harvey Weinstein help make their career oh, amazing? Right. They got so, super wealthy. Way, uh, he probably was nice to and helped more people than he hurt in his time here on Earth. Exactly. Far, most right, so that, listen, that, listen, that doesn't I, make him a I, hero or amazing no. or wonderful or good. It makes him susceptible to power. He made some really poor choices. He should. There's consequences to those, and he should get in trouble I'm for that. I'm pretty comfortable saying things. he's a bad guy. Like That rolls off the tongue to me yeah. pretty naturally. I, I'd say, yeah, that's, that's a bad guy. I agree. Right? All right, so know. let me let me throw but this if you example went deeper, at you guys. Why did he do that right. stuff? But if I went what, deeper, what I would expect it? to Is not it? find him to be a bad guy. If I understood him and knew him more, I would expect that I would probably change my position. 
All right, let me let me throw this at y'all because I, I, obviously I agree with the premise that we're all bad people. But the point that I'm trying to make is there does seem to be a distinction there. So let's take Devin Shelton for instance. Who is that? Great, great guy. Okay, great guy. Let, sweet dude. Now let, let's think. Let's think of Devin Shelton at a party, even back in college when he's super immature. Take him and then compare him to the asshole frat guy that all he wants to do is slam bam, thank you, ma'am, you know, have have sex with someone and then talk behind everything's her back. always sex with you. Anything and, bad or crazy and then, or and then talk is behind Joey Spencer. And then talk behind her back like she's this slut that just gives it up. Like we know those guys. Like that's Devin, not, guys like Devin. That's, that's no, that's different than Devin. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's just there's just a difference. There are certain there are certain uh, uh, people that y'all that. would not let babysit your kids, right. and when it comes down to it, you could probably get away with. Well, I mean, you're just a really horrible person. Yeah, but I mean, let's let's you. That, that's what I'm saying. Like the the thing is, are we super shocked? Like I'm not super shocked that Mark Driscoll ended and blew up Mars Hill Church. Like uh, that, that's that shouldn't be shocking to us. That I mean, obviously it was coming, and everybody probably got a whiff of it. And it was really weird, and people were saying some stuff. But we just wanted to be blind to it. You want to be blind to Anthony Weiner uh, sending you know illicit text messages to girls or, and women, and and all, like you want to be blind that Harvey Weinstein uh, helped so many people, and so maybe the other stuff. And like we all want that, but that is the norm. Like that's what I'm saying. Like there's not. It's it's not like all of a sudden. Sudden, there's Oprah, and she's the the best, uh, most cleanest, best human in the history of the world. And no, there's some shit in her life. There's some shit in my life. Like, I mean, why are we so shocked and hidden about this stuff? And and, and yeah. the reason why is because as soon as stuff like this comes out, we're able to uh, get a little bit of power ourselves and say really negative, bad things, and make that person just seem awful. Yeah, bad and, person and is a weird that's one. Just the way it is. I, you know, take this. Next time you get into a scuffle with a, somebody in public or a stranger, get real, real serious and, and look at the person calmly and explain to them that they are a bad person. And I promise you that is a profoundly yep. deeper insult than you motherfucker oh, or, man, you yes. know, piece of shit, whatever right. you could say. I <laughs> promise right. you. I've seen it done. I've not done it. I intend to do it if I ever really want to. That that one or the one where I yeah. tell somebody if I if I ever get next time I get in a scuffle in public I'm gonna tell them explain to them calmly that they're a bad person or I will tell them you're talking to the wrong person because nothing you say or do is gonna matter to me because you're not important and I don't yeah. care about you those are the two things that can really bother people and that shows you where people's priorities and stuff are but cussing somebody well, out or yelling at them or calling them a real bad name that's not even as bad so that for something about that bad person yeah. thing it's a huge huge trigger and it's really well, weird. It goes back to all of the times we've said that being nice, how important, how much leverage and clout you have from being nice or whatever. But like, just take Kevin Spacey. Last week, how many people were talking about how shitty Kevin Spacey is and how fucking terrible he is and he should mm-hmm. be done off House of Cards? They, you know, they, they suspended House of Cards and all that stuff. Nobody was saying that stuff. And he still was that guy. He was that guy last week and now this week. And so yeah. the only thing that's changed is public perception. Kevin Spacey is still either fucked up or not fucked up. I don't know. I, maybe the people that have brought allegations against him aren't telling the truth. I don't I, like. I don't even know. That's the thing. Like, like take just Kevin Spacey, even Harvey Weinstein. 
Even him alone, a bunch of people have said stuff. I don't know the guy. I don't know them. I don't know anything about them. The only way that it's even possible is the internet has made people, everybody uh, potentially famous at any moment in time in the history. Like it, Right now, at any moment, any person on earth could be famous at any moment. By the end of the day. Just, That's just, interesting. Yeah, That's by true. the end of the day. It's really yeah. crazy. But like nobody cared at all until they cared. And that means it doesn't. it's not true. So it means it's not totally true. Like, well, are you really offended by right? Kevin Spacey? Or are you like, like that whole idea? Like, what, what is that? Because I think I, I have you, it I solved. I love the show. I got the answer. I love the show House of Cards, and I was not offended at all. And now I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Am I, I'm supposed to be? Wait, am I? Wait, don't I get a moment to figure out? Am I supposed to be offended or horrified at this guy? Like, I don't even have that time. You pick a side immediately. Now, like one week, dude's awesome. He's so funny. People are doing impressions of him. He's hilarious. Great actor. Oh wait, now I have to hate him. Do I? Wait, I don't even know. I don't even have time to decide which is right. Yeah. So this is a short. I figured it out. I can solve the culture to everybody. Um, the The problem is that, like you just said, anybody could be anything. Like, there's a huge problem with you have access and knowledge and interaction with hundreds of thousands, thousands and millions of people is all possible. Versus, you live in a small tribe of a hundred people, and if there are a hundred people, and you can identify the the bad people, that that's what yeah. we're kind of evolved for, and that's powerful and important. To know if there's if Kevin Spacey lived in your neighborhood and was in charge of the grain, you don't send your daughter or, or I guess son to Kevin Spacey, right? Now you need to know right. something. You don't, but you don't need to know shit about Kevin Spacey. Who cares? But you, but you're, it's the same kind of thing, and it's super misdirected because you also haven't been around him at a cocktail party or at the harvest festival that year or whatever it is. So you don't have like you have a certain kind of information and not the other kind of information, and it's super. We're just not designed to be able to calculate this. So you get all these weird things where, of course, in a if it was in your household or in your neighborhood or on your block, you have to identify the 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 worst people or the bad people like it will matter to you so you have a very strong yeah. instinct that to identify sense. danger at all but it doesn't apply to somebody who lives in california i know so that's what i'm saying like it's like, just for example, it's kind of we're almost, all i don't know and we're all culpable like like joey's used this uh, uh kept it vague what about the guy that uh you know devin's the good guy but this guy is the guy that you know calls a girl a slut and just wants to sleep with her and all stuff we all knew guys like that in college and some of them are okay now and everybody's some of no, those but, guys but are okay none of us now. at some the time did a damn know. thing about it we didn't we didn't we didn't stop those guys or take a stand no no males or females took a stand that guy got to be a dipshit or the girl got to be an asshole or whatever it is because they just Nobody gave a shit, or it wasn't that serious. Maybe it wasn't that serious. Maybe it was. I don't even know. But like now, everything has such uh, uh, intent. Like it. Th- like if I don't take a stance on Kevin Spacey, maybe I'm really wrong. You're the bad. And that, that, like I can't. And I can't spend like spending my time on that is what's driving me insane or driving this culture insane. That's what's really crazy. Is like I mean, we have to stay away from stuff like that. Like, I mean, whoever Kevin Spacey hurt, if he did, which I don't even know, I don't know any of the details or anything. Those are the people that have to stop him and figure it out. And then we all need to support them when it's proven to be true or whatever. But like, it doesn't even in, in my actual daily life, has Doesn't no matter. effect on me. I don't ever. Yeah. I'm never going to interact and, with Kevin Spacey distra- or Brad stuff, Pitt yeah. or anybody. 
Yeah. It's all distracting and it, and it dilutes from everything stuff that we that can matters. control that does matter. That's the saddest part of it all is everybody's caught up in this treat. I'm going to tweet something against Trump and it should matter. Well, guess what? It won't matter to anybody. And now you've wasted your time that you could have spent on something that could matter to you. So right. let me ask y'all this about Perry. Let me ask y'all this about Perry Noble. Given that, given the amount of publicity that he has, the amount of follow that he has, what would be better right now for him to keep everybody updated with what's going on, but do it in a very, I'm not making excuses. I'm also not going to start a church. I am really messed up and I'm trying to get help. Here's the sorts of things that I'm, uh, making mistakes i'm not blaming anybody this is all about me and basically almost like video journaling how crappy he is and and the process that he's in or or go away completely well i think think a lot of times you could do either one well is what i would say yeah, because I think a lot of times we, we say, man, they should just go away for a while. But maybe ideal situation is, no, I've I've got this following. I got I have to keep keep doing it. Now I know a lot of people would uh, accuse them of, oh, you're you're trying to use this to your advantage, or they're just like, what would we do? What would we do if Matt um, lost his cool? Which I don't. I'm not sure if that's possible but lost his cool with bridget hit her uh got in big trouble spent a couple nights in jail uh i mean would we just (laughs) keep going keep going as normal and just talk about it and maybe get some laughs or have a really serious episode on how matt really screwed up i mean you do both that's what but you do both that's what Habits in normal life, right? Like when somebody dies, you are super sad, and also you get to make a joke about one time uh, their pants fell down in a in a public place. Like you get to do you get to do both. Everything isn't left or right, black and white. So red what would or you blue. love for Perry to do? It's just what would it's you, not, here's what, what would I would you, actually if I actually if I actually had my way, I don't think at all he should be a part of a church. And since that is his entire career, he's done, he's done he's yeah, done leadership. so. Yeah, leadership in a church, I guess. Yeah, you're not saying um, excommunication. Right, right. Yes, <laughs> First of all, exactly he should be excommunicated. No, no. He should fully be able to go to a church and be a part of a church. I think I would be totally fine with New Spring doing some kind of uh, pension or whatever and like, holy shit, man, that guy worked his ass off. And now what is he going to do now? So help him until he gets a real job and gets off his feet, like a, a pastor welfare, if you will. Like, And because I do believe making a living and trying to figure out how to support your family and provide for your family is a one of the worst parts about professional ministry. Like that that's why so many people get into fucking real bad trouble because it's their career and if they say the wrong thing or if they come out of the closet or if they uh you know admit to something that they are doing or want to do or believe now they can't even say it or do it so they hide it until it explodes and then they're completely alone right now this is the thing that makes me the most sad Perry Noble's completely alone he's lost everything lost his church lost his wife I I, I don't know what his family's gonna look like it's not yeah I'm not mad at him I don't wish anything other than sad I agree no way am I mad at the least thing I am is mad at him the number one thing is I want is like freedom he doesn't have it and I don't even know so now now he's ostracized or put out or whatever it might be. And so w- there isn't anywhere to go for a pastor. It's either get back up as soon as you can so you can make money or get you know power back or start your re, you know, rejuvenate your career or whatever it is. But so now he's just alone 
and trying to figure out what to do. So yeah. what would you do? Like, look, look at I this way. I am genuinely worried about him. I am genuinely right. So the only criticism you have for these guys like this is, and there's a long list of these people, the, the, the problem you have is, it's not. I'm not even meaning it's criticism, but you're just doing the same thing again. Like you didn't. Like it took a long way for you to become who you were and the way that you are, and now you're still doing that. It's, you didn't. There's not. You know. I. Right. You're just gonna do the same thing again, and it, and then you have to care when you think it may involve other people, and, and you know, and for, if you could foresee harm it will have on future people, like you know, the guy that gets divorced three times and talks about how shitty those women were. I mean, and then he wants to date your sister. Okay, well, you know what's gonna happen, right? So that's that's sad. That's all it is. One hundred percent, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like the idea of fallen pastors. I just like the idea of they're still like. I yeah. do believe if if Perry Noble ever was a pastor, he still is. Like, I, I I'm not even. We are not against pastors being influential in churches, but that pulpit for whatever it is 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 hidden and scary and dangerous, and nobody wants to talk about it, and they just end up being the hero, and that's what's really crazy. Like, I mean, is let's uh, move in. I got a. Uh, a good news article here. Can we can we go into a quick news article? Knock it out. In a world where you don't know how to say it, so you use your bit called the damn news to tell the world that Pastor Joey Svensson has been cheating on his wife uh, for years and years and years with a guy named Bill. Uh, this is the damn news. Hey man, are you serious? You just just admit it. You and Bill have been together for nine years. Just Matt, you know it too. Let's just uh, this is what I'm talking about. Joey, you're a pastor and you <laughs> you've been with Bill. You've been Let's with Bill for nine charade. years. Just stop the bullshit. Just admit it. How'd y'all know this? There's never been a Priscilla. There's never been a Priscilla. Why would you, <laughs> you you forced us to make up this woman named Priscilla? She never existed. There's always been Bill, and Bill's hella cool. I've love, always I love that. Bill. Get to your news story. If you won't tell the truth, I will. It's the damn news. punk ass bitch. Get to your news story. You heard what I said. Do what I Bill, say right Bill, now. Bill, I love you, and I'm tired of you being hidden by this asshole. Get to the news story right now. Our news tonight comes from Independent Thank Mail. You. And, get, and guess who sent it in? Pastor Liar Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> New spring attendance down as church reinvents itself a year after split with founder. Uh, attendance at New Spring has been down in the year since the split. Church leaders Friday told the congregation that giving is also down, but by cutting expenses and making other changes, the church also went from having $6.5 million in the bank a year ago to $15 million now. So they made some changes. That means that the days of the free T-shirt giveaways costing the church $300,000 a year are probably done. More people would focus on those weeks rather than on weeks devoted to salvation. The church will now look to other measures like doubling of the number of people visiting small groups. Uh, doubling the number of uh, visiting small groups may have a longer-term benefit, said Reverend Michael Mulliken. 
the pastor over the administration and finances. They got that guy out. The administration and finances, dude, they send him out for this tough stuff. The leader said they tried uh, several times to talk to Noble, Perry Noble, that is, relying on Bible passages that call for a pastor to first be counseled one-on-one, then with small group, then with a small group, and finally, before the congregation, Noble was fired a year ago for issues including alcohol and his stance toward his marriage, leader said at the time. Uh, the Reverend Clayton King, one of the pastors who stepped up to leading the role after Noble's departure, said he had tried in vain to reach out to Noble. Um, he said, while Noble continued to preach elsewhere, New Spring leaders have not seen enough of a change to allow him back. This does not and never will mean that imperfect people aren't welcome at New Spring. Uh, and it goes on to say some more. But that's really interesting. So their stance is uh, New Spring is saying he shouldn't be preaching, but other people are saying he should be. Yeah. And so Perry Noble is preaching or teaching or doing stuff. And they, they gave serious reasons why. They said alcohol and his marriage. And they said that they tried to do the right things. But Perry Noble, who people trust, obviously disagrees so here is what is all crazy. There's some truth in the middle. The church, New Spring, wanted him out and whatever, and Perry Noble maybe did some stuff but also screwed up. And so the truth is in the middle. But now a whole church with a group of people and Christians is saying, yeah, that guy can't preach here. But uh, the rest of the world says, yeah, he can preach here or something like because he's preached at Elevation with Stephen Furtick. So Stephen Furtick thinks he should preach. Stephen Furtick is backing this guy. So if you're a Christian looking to your leaders, what are you supposed to believe? What is true? And the truth is they're all fucked up and all messing up and not telling completely the truth. Or somebody is really lying. So yeah, is it this it, Wouldn't is it, it be is safe it Perry to Noble? say... Are they real liars and bad people? Yeah, wouldn't it be safe to say that... And, and I, I don't even mean this as a cut down. Perry Noble hasn't really changed that much in the past couple of years... Uh, even if he started to abuse alcohol and kind of be a, a deadbeat husband in the past couple of years, yeah. he had the potential of doing this. So, isn't it all? Hasn't Perry Noble always been Perry Noble? Yes, that's what I'm saying. So the 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 things that people think are terrible and bad and evil about him are also the things that helped him become one of the most influential pastors in South Carolina, maybe America, maybe the world. I don't know. Right. So it takes your whole like life we to become saying, the way it, that you are. It's not easy. Right. To, you don't just change and, and, it. And is anybody here, Joey, Joey or Matt, is Perry Noble the bad guy? No. Is he the victim? No. He might not be either. Or he's well, both. I mean, everybody's yeah. some portion of those mixture of those things. I mean, it just it's weird. It's like I, well, I always say about the show SVU, the Law and Order SVU. I can't not I cannot believe that show because, and I, I I love that show, but I watch it the right way, and everybody else watches it the wrong way. Everybody loves that show, and it is successful because I am so glad I'm not like those crazy pedophiles. They are so right. bad, and now I don't have to think about me being bad because that is so foreign and it is so bad. Whew, aren't we glad we're not like that honey? Now we don't have to think about what's wrong with us. That's why people like the show right. SVU. Because they certainly don't like it because they like to see pedophiles and like to think about what happens to victims. I mean, that, it's not that. So the only thing left is there's only two ways to watch it. You either watch it and go, wow, the world is dark. I identify with that. Yeah. I am like that. I have darkness. Wow, what a sobering thing to watch, which is how I watch Law & Order SVU. But I'm telling you, all, the reason it's successful and almost everybody else that watches it watches it the wrong way, which is, whew, Sally, aren't you glad we're not like that? Let's get them. 
I wish they'd put those people on an island forever and chop their heads off and torture them. I mean, that's not the right way to watch that show. It's not the right way to think of the world. Totally. And then on a totally different tangent that just just makes me lose my mind is it takes a pastor's life falling apart to realize, let's don't make t-shirts. Let's spend money appropriately. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, that's what it took. Anybody in their right mind could have said, hey, let's lay off that shit and spend money appropriately. But that's what it took? Come on. Did nobody I mean, raised their hand doing? on that budget item. Like, you see the uh, disaster over and wherever it is lately? I mean, or, or keep on with the t- $300,000 t-shirt budget. I'm just, I mean, stuff like that just blows my mind. Does, does every pastor have to, life have to fall apart and they have to lose attendance to go, wait a minute, let's cut back. And now we have a, you know, millions of dollars bonus. That like, means because was, they cut back. <laughs> somebody in that organization so was the last person still fighting to keep the t-shirts though. I know. <laughs> like, oh, can't we cut? Surely we can cut something got, else. Come on. The kids. <laughs> the kids need the t-shirts. All right, one last story here. And let's see, tell me if y'all think this lady's man. This comes from yahoo.com. A mother in, <laughs> A mother in Wisconsin is facing a felony charge of recklessly endangering safety after she allegedly strapped her 9-year-old son to the top of a minivan on top of a plastic pool. Amber Schmunk <laughs> 28 of Fredonia was charged earlier this month for set for the September 9th incident, which started after officers received a call reporting a child on top of a vehicle holding down a plastic pool. According to the Ozuki press, uh, a witness later reported seeing Schmunk pull over and take the child off the minivan roof and wedge the pool inside the vehicle before dropping it off at her sister's house. Now, how evil is this lady? Is she just what? pure evil? Is she just terrible? I don't understand the she, details. It was okay, a here's what it is. Was it a punishment? Nope. No. She took the pool, put strapped it on top of the roof, and it was probably flapping around. She was like, hey. Get up there Billy, and make sure it doesn't fall off. <laughs> get up there and hold that thing. I won't drive fast. Hold on. And, you know, just like, I mean, how many times? I remember there's tons of times where I got hopped in the back of a truck, oh, in yeah. the bed of a truck. Like Somebody did a donut or squirreled around. I laughed. I mean, it was just like this woman made a really bad decision. She's really dumb and really mm-hmm. awful. But in her mind, it must have seemed right. Yeah, like She didn't think she was endangering her kid. She thought, oh, we got to get the pool to my sisters. I think she We're had a lot of respect for, for the responsibility of that young man. And his grip. <laughs> she thought, hell, my, she I, never, I can't believe it. Man. That's right. My she God, he can hold own. on to anything. So Yeah. <laughs> well, so... She said he was only on top for about 20 to 30 seconds. <laughs> so she learned. I, like, blame, oh, I better not do this. I blame Teen Wolf, the movie. and Exactly. Yeah. Roof surfing. That's right. That's the way it those goes. 80, anyway, those that's 80s the damn comedies. News. Think about that. To, to tie all the way back to all the stuff we said in the beginning of the episode. In 80s movies, they did insane physical things that were like violent. Yes. But you knew it was wacky. I watched Adam's Family 2. And they just... They took over on the, because it's a Halloween movie, and they took over the camp they were at and like tied down adults and put put them over fires. And like, I mean, just yeah. b- you bonk people on the head and knock them out. So, I mean, tons of stuff that's assault and all this stuff. But, you know, this lady, this is an example of <laughs> somebody not getting those things straight. So I guess it does happen. I'll tell. 
I'll tell you what's crazy is I was watching a documentary on the 70s and they were showing clips of All in the Family with Archie Bunker, which is a, a yep. groundbreaking sitcom at the time. He actually, they show a clip of him saying the N-word for African-Americans and the F-word for the gay community. I, I mean, I'm watching this and even though I know it's an old show, I'm like, I cannot believe that. Yeah. I mean, it was just so outside of my realm of experience yeah. right but now. But that's a good example because that was a TV bad right thing. Even then, he was playing the character of what a bad person is like. Now, he was likable yep. and stuff too, but that's the complexity of what the world's really like. There's tons of people who say those words today that are might be charming and fun, and some people love them, and they can be decent people and do that, and that's really difficult, but it is true. But in that case, Archie yeah. Bunker was playing a character that wouldn't do those things. Like the real uh, Carol O'Connor probably found that behavior reprehensible, yet he portrayed it, and we knew about yeah. it, and people yeah. had enough ability to go, oh, bad things are bad, and you can know about them. I mean, there's something to that, at least. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, thebcclub.com, you can go there right now and join these people that I'm about to read as these folks. They get an extra podcast episode as well as access to a large community of bad Christian listeners all around the world that hang out, talk, and they make other groups such as BC Locker Room where guys just go in there and talk filthy. I think there's a, (laughs) a women's version of that. There's actually a BC dating club holy cow so uh in addition to that uh some of these folks let me let me just put it to you like this some folks that are in the bc club not only do they get a shirt sweatshirt and that sort of thing sent to them but every single release that comes out on bc music they get digital and a hard copy again at some levels they get it all so uh there's some perks there but most of these people are part of the club because they want to support us and we appreciate it including these people Kayla Brewster, Charles Benjamin Pelfrey, Lucas Myrer, Tim Jar, Teague Eshelman, Seth Fallencamp, DYKYB all in caps, Benjamin P Steiner, Jamie Rowe and Ivy Lee Trump. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Joining. You say Trump? Somebody's last name's Trump? There are other Trumps besides Donald. What was me. the name? Though? Ivy Lee. Ivy Lee Trump. Yeah. Are you thinking that it's supposed to be a joke? No, no. I was just wondering. I, I just, I, I don't know. If it's, I don't think it's a joke, but I, I didn't know if the first name was like something funny, but it wasn't. So, I mean, maybe I you guess can. There are other people named Trump. Yeah, maybe you can stop talking about this person because she gets it enough, I'm sure, everywhere she goes. Oh, last name's Trump. How's your uncle? How's grandpa? What's it like being married to Donald Trump? You know she gets that all the time. Your your impression of other people is always just spot on, man. That's exactly how other people yeah, sound. Yeah. It always yeah. sound like that. Can you do that? Toby's mom came up to me one time and said, My son's crazy. (laughs) I don't see how you're friends with him. (laughs) I was talking to Matt's dad the other day and he's just. Can you do a Kevin Spacey? Who? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. You're Kevin Spacey spot on. Go for it. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm going after Carl Lee. <laughs> you think you're going to shoot a couple white guys in a courtroom and get away with it? <laughs> Time to kill. That's the movie I was in. <laughs> do, Brad, do Brad Pitt from Seven. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, 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 you're going to put my wife's head in a box, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and, and he does, I mean, he does all the presidents. I mean, what was Obama like? Oh, Oh, Obama, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, look at me. <laughs> I just changed history. <laughs> oh, 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 wait. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. You're going to shoot me? You're not going to keep me down? <laughs> Tried to assassinate me. It's too bad Hillary didn't get elected because your Hillary would have come in. I mean, it's great. Oh, I mean, your you Hillary used that. Oh, yeah. Hers would have been a lot different. Oh, you're going to blame me for messing up my <laughs> other people's emails? <laughs> <laughs> it's genius. It's unbelievable. You chose the wrong career, my friend. What's up, guys? This is Devin from Emory. I just wanted to let you know that we have a new track available right now on Spotify. It's our reimagined version of a story about a man with a bad heart. One of our favorite tracks from our album, I'm Only a Man. Go follow us on Spotify to get all of these new singles that are coming out. And don't forget, our full album will be available anywhere and everywhere on November 17th. Revival. Classics Reimagined. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Jabberjawmedia.com.